Welcome to the Gone Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Howell. And I'm your host, Angie Rogers-Howell. What is the Gone Boss Podcast? Well, it's a weekly podcast featuring awesome people in our community. We'll interview them, find out what makes them tick, the cool things they're doing to make our community a great place to live and work, and how they've gone boss. This week, we're brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. If you have a comment about the show or something you want to share with us, call or text 765-233-2640. That's 765-233-2640. We might just use it on the show. Who do we have on the show today? Today, we have Julie Vance, owner of Buck Creek and Bloom Flower Shop. We're supported today by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. What do they have coming up? A virtual coffee talk. I love virtual coffee talks. Yes, with your virtual coffee. Absolutely. (laughs) All right. Well, this one is going to be on Thursday, December 2nd from 8 to 9.30 a.m. And it's called Why Leaders Need Fiction. Fiction? Fiction. Yes. Now, I thought we'd deal with facts and figures and data. Also fiction and imagination. 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 Takes me back to a South Park episode. (laughs) So leaders of all types must be people of hope and courage. Those virtues are developed by, among other things, what Edmund Burke and others have called moral imagination. Fiction is the fodder for that imagination. The leader that does not read literature, more specifically stories, has a malnourished imagination and is weaker for it. So in this session, you will learn that the imagination drives our decisions more than reason does. Our imaginations are driving us even when we don't realize it and often towards ends we would say we don't believe in. And learning to read fiction well allows for our imaginations to be trained toward human flourishing and away from its enemies. Now, wait a minute. Who is putting this together? This is presented by Dan Doherty. He lives here in Muncie, and he has taught literature, composition, and philosophy at private high schools for 12 years and currently serves as the director of education for Muncie Fellows. He holds a Bachelor of Science in Journalism from Ball State and a Master's in Christian Thought from Reformed Theological Seminary in Orlando. So we're going to learn all about fiction. All about fiction. At our virtual coffee talk with our virtual coffee. Absolutely, on Thursday, December 2nd, from 8 to 9.30 a.m. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. Today in the studio, we have Julie Vance, owner of Buck Creek in Bloom's Flower Shop. Welcome! Thank you. Thanks for having me. No problem. So tell me about Buck Creek. What does... Is there a Buck Creek in Yorktown? Yes. Okay. Buck Creek runs behind the shop and it connects to White River and... Right there at the big crossroads, right? Thank you. Uh, 32 and... Uh, what is that? Buck Creek Road? No, right. what is that? Is that Tiger Drive? Or? Yes, it is. Okay, that's Morrow's it. Meadows. Thank okay. you. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> yes, and uh, Buck Creek... When I was young, was Buck Creek Festival. Everything was Buck Creek in Yorktown, but I They've find... They've kind of gotten yeah, away from it, haven't they? Yeah, I find a lot of people don't realize that to us ones that's lived there for so long, yeah, it staple. Is, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> now, how long has the shop been around? Uh, I opened in 2007. Okay. okay. All right, so you've been around a while. November. Okay. So. Well, At the same location always? Yes. Okay. Which is truly Mrs. Dolan's house. Okay. I, now, who was Mrs. Dolan? Well, she lived there from the 40s. 
And I grew up two doors down. She was my neighbor. She lived there for many, many years until I bought the house when she passed away. So she wouldn't believe it's a flower shop now. Now, what made you decide to get into flowers? Well, I was just always artistic, like always from child up. And then me and my best friend, our main goal was to move to Broad Ripple. And we got it done right after high school. Oh, yeah? And Very It cool. was like the late 80s and 90s when you could look through the newspaper and there'd be like hundreds of jobs you know so I seen a job at a Kroger floral department and I just remember this moment of saying oh that would be such a cush job you know (laughs) (laughs) and there's so many hidden secrets to the field like Mm -hmm. you really work hard in that industry but the second I started working in it I loved it and all that went with it so it's just been ever since but of course you know I moved on to flower shops instead of floral departments and then in 2007, opened up your own shop yes. in uh, her house. In Mrs. Dolan's house, two doors down from my mom and dad. Now, you have a, a pretty big claim to fame, which is you create the wreath, the 500 parade wreath. Am I correct on that? Yeah, the Indianapolis 500 winner's wreath. And that's a big deal. Like that It is, is part of tradition. Um, that's sponsored by Borg Warner. And a lot of people think that's the motor speedway, but that is Borg Warner's part. Oh, okay. They do the trophy. They do the wreath. And how long has it been going on? Uh, this next season, I will make the wreath 30 years, okay. which is more than half my life. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody did it before you. I remember you telling me yes. a story. So what? who was, who was that? Uh, Bill Cronin. He was a real well-known florist in Indianapolis. He taught at IUPUI Floral Design, and he had his own flower shop as well. And he actually made it for 29 years. Before you, and now yes, you've done it for 30, yes. so just this about 60 years. This was my 29th year. Yeah. Oh, okay. Holy he he did pass away, and that's when I, um, I stepped in. Or you know, I acquired it soon after where I worked when they were seeking out someone else to make it. It just thankfully came my way with the people that I worked with then in Indianapolis. Okay. Now, it seems like every May you're on the TV somewhere uh, talking about the wreath. So how, how has that been, the spotlight every year? You know, it, it's, it's good. It's, of course, very flattering, and it makes May exciting. But it also puts a lot of stress on me because almost every year somebody wants to come film me make the wreath. And, you know, not only am I doing the wreath, I have lots going on at the shop, family funeral work, whatever. I try to not do weddings that weekend, but I have to be willing to do that time frame when they come and film. And, and how long does it take to make this wreath? Because uh, this is not just a small yeah. little door wreath that you put together. Well, you know, I used to say seven hours. I'm pretty fast. And when you're under pressure with like TV crews, it tends to like <laughs> put you in this, you know, high gear. So maybe five, six hours easy. But five to six yeah. hours on one piece. I could do a small wedding in less time. Oh, wow. I bet Yeah, so. but Very I cool. just, maybe I do it to myself, but the way it's made, it's really detailed and really put together real super tough, and everything's taped and glued and tucked and patented, and I just make sure it's, you know, going to withstand, but of course it gets crushed. You know? Well, they, yeah, they always you know. do. As soon as they kiss sa- the bricks, it's over. <laughs> yeah, but does it make you sad to see your art, your artwork and your creations get smushed and crushed? I do watch. <laughs> <laughs> and... You know, it's usually on Sports Illustrated cover and all this stuff, and there's no orchids, and people still say, oh, that wreath was so beautiful. And I'm like, it was for a moment, <laughs> but uh, this past year, Borg Warner let me make a second wreath for the photo shoot Monday morning, so all the pictures were beautiful. Oh, well, that's good. So hopefully that'll continue. Nice. Because there's you- just nothing I can do to... Well, yeah. And, and, and once Borg it's Warner, been handled... They always and- say they love the nostalgia of it being torn up and... People taking little parts home with them as a souvenir and this and that. So 
Okay. But then when you <laughs> see your creation on like a cover, you're like, that's not what it was supposed to look like. <laughs> <laughs> not exactly. So, okay. Right. Now, you let me help you with your website this past year. And while I was at the shop, they sent you a bottle of milk. Am I correct in that? Yes. <laughs> now, what was that all about? That was some kind of promotion. Uh, you know, that was 50, uh, what do I want? Like traditions, like they were picking out like nostalgic people that had to do with the race or locations. Mm-hmm. You were on the I list. Respond, yes. But it was funny because that bottle of milk said, do not drink. Am I correct? Yes. <laughs> and I definitely wouldn't because it's changed colors lately. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Interesting. Don't know what's in that bottle, but hey. Hey, it was a nice, nice gesture. Tell me a little more about growing up and your career and things like that. You've moved around a bit. Well, just Indianapolis after high school. Um, and I was down in Indianapolis and then I moved to Pendleton, and that entitled about 17 years okay. um, of my life. I just kind of gradually started drifting back home. But uh, when I started a family, I definitely wanted to have my business where my kids could be near my family, and that was the draw. And my big master plan of buying Mrs. Dolan's house, you know, everyone, especially my family, thought I would never make it. Like, how could you sell that many flowers, you know? But I have. Yeah, and you sell I, quite a few flowers. I do. And I'm very grateful. And a lot of it's just been word of mouth because I haven't had a like like a huge budget to advertise or to really enhance my building and those kind of things. But I think that's what saved me and kept me there. It's a cutest shop in uh, all of Yorktown. Well, Come on. Thank you. <laughs> my neighbors are nicely remodeled, though. I need to be also. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah, Fate Style Studio. We've interviewed oh, yeah. Amber on this program. Uh, of course, Remax just moved in there. Uh, Ryan right. Kramer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe their offices the are there. The and the new library. And the new library. Oh, yeah. They did the upgrade on that corner right. as well. <laughs> so it's I'm working on it. It's happening place to be over there. Yeah. So you grew up in Yorktown. I take it you you lived down the road from, I did. from that place also. I did. Okay. Um, my dad had one of the first established businesses in Yorktown, which was Harmon's Drain Cleaning, and he ran it right out of his house, and I grew up right in it. So we had 24-hour service, and I know that's what helped me with my skills in business, I guess. You know, just... Being around it all yeah, the time growing up. Yeah, hearing him on the phone with customers and all his good advice. How you, how you deal with customers. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I hope one day, because Audia, our seven-year-old, she's around us quite a bit. She comes to the office when she's mm-hmm. got days off of school. And It'll benefit her. We work from home and all of that. So hopefully she is getting little pieces of knowledge sure in her is. brain of, you know, business and, you know, skills and things like that. We'll see. She's also a very artistic person so we'll see what right. <laughs> now another thing i know you do is every year uh the there's like these floral art competitions or whatever you mm-hmm. want to call them i'm not even sure but i know doma here in at ball state university they had uh art and bloom or something like mm-hmm. that this year yeah. tell us about that and what that entails uh art and bloom uh they choose a certain amount of designers and then uh you select a random piece of artwork you know usually it's just like a draw and whatever piece of art you get you reflect it in flowers and of course there's certain guidelines and such but your interpretation in floral so i've did that a few years at ball ball state at david owsley what'd you do this past year um this past year i actually did um in indianapolis okay okay. at newfields i did art and bloom there oh nice so and what was the what was the 
subject? I got afternoon tea. Okay. okay. Which was, um, to me, they looked real Victorian, these two ladies having tea with a big hat and floral around them. So it turned out nice. It was a little different than Muncie. They don't do judging down there where you, you know, win a certain placement, but... Um, but and, of they course, do. with the pandemic, is a little different, too. Yeah. Everything's been a little different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was sure fun at Ball State those few years before. Oh, yeah. So what do you do mostly in your shop? Do you do a lot of weddings or funerals or special occasions? Um, you know, we do do weddings about every weekend, but um, mostly we do funeral work. I mean, okay. that's what I really take the most pride in. Um, I do family funerals for a couple uh, funeral homes in particular, but just in general. I um, Now, has business a, been up with the pandemic over the past couple of years, or have you even noticed anything? Business has been up. Yeah, which is sad. Yeah, <laughs> that week that it shut down and they were talking about essential, I thought, I'm not essential. You know, I'm a flower shop. That's not essential. But I forwarded my phone, and it never quit ringing. And then wow. there was just a certain sense and calling that I felt really compelled to be the one that would take it to the door of the nursing home or, you know, still try to get it into the hospital, you know, because that's the only way people could reach out. Right, communicate with their loved ones and all of that. So So, no, it's just been way up. Yeah, I know a lot of it has to do with funeral work and just people wanting to reach out. That's one way you can do it, especially from afar. So absolutely well it's good that people trying to do our part yeah people like you are there willing to do that i did have to drive to indianapolis to get flowers almost every morning for a few months yeah because they wouldn't deliver so that was challenging yeah that makes it tough (laughs) now i I think we'll see a topsy-turvy at some point Uh, you'll have more weddings than funerals because everybody is putting off their weddings (laughs) until the and this wedding season it's like all the weddings i had booked I was planning on when I finally got down to taking the order, it was like twice as what I expected because everyone was saving their money. They're so excited. They're ready to do this. Let's do it. Wonderful. And so that was kind of shocking. And it's caused for lots of late nights, but oh, yeah. good business. We've noticed that too. Uh, you know, we've done Fridays, Saturdays, su- Sunday weddings. Like, like people are just like, we put it off for so long. Let's just put it on the calendar and get it done when we can get it done. So right. uh, it's good that people are getting to be able to celebrate again and get together and, and those kinds of things. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your family. Um, I have two wonderful children, Grace and Ivan. See, Grace is a 2020 high school graduate and Ivan is 2021. Okay. So it was almost like school just stopped one mm-hmm. day because then they finished online, which was way different. But um, they're very close and they're wonderful. They still live at home with me and they both have bright futures. Neither one in the flower shop. Now your son, doesn't he have a little side hustle business? That's pretty cool. Uh, my son is an entrepreneur. Yes. He, for a long time, and what I told you, he was buying and he was buying and, and getting donated older appliances and refurbishing and reselling them. And that's grown. Now he's like flipping cars and now he's a tow <laughs> truck driver. Okay. So, you know, tucked back behind the house there's like five or six vehicles at all times but we did sell two last night late <laughs> so yeah he's really talented both of them are okay what what what's your daughter do my daughter is in the dental field oh. okay very cool everybody needs their teeth cleaned so what do you like to do for fun i like nature so i have a little paradise behind me because i'm on buck creek and it looks like scrub trees growing but the last couple summers, I've got on the riverbed and cleared it really nice. 
and have a lot of patio furniture and stuff back there behind. So it's kind of like hidden. It's like I can be on the river, but yet I have trees and stuff behind me. And I love to take my dog out there and just relax. But honestly, I work a lot. So that's Sundays, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, our fun time, of course, is the 500 as a family because we get great tickets and good parking passes. Nothing oh, well, that's like nice, parking right? at the pagoda. <laughs> <laughs> Makes it nice and conven- right. convenient and everything. Now, in the past 29 years, have you ever missed a race, or do you always make it? Uh, you know, I really haven't been a guest at the race um, all those years. Probably maybe the last eight. Because I, okay. I, I made the wreath very undetected for many years. No one, my dad would always call the paper and tell them, and they would be like, <laughs> you know, that was kind of like a went over their head. They didn't realize, you know, exactly so I really got no media until oh, okay. probably the last eight years, seven or eight years. And, All right. and so now kinda... they, they pass you tickets now. <laughs> yes, for a corner hired a PR person. Well, for that's that. nice. That's yeah. good. But for a while, you just kind of flew under the radar, huh? Interesting. Yeah. And, you know, all those years was all the years I was raising babies and things like that. And there was a couple times that wreath was made at home, you know. So having a shop and being able to show it off like that in the cooler, and it's rewarding and nice. I can tell you about the Ferrari Challenge that I do at the 500. Tell me about that, the Ferrari Challenge. The Ferrari Challenge. I did it for three years. Uh, It was in July this year. So Ferrari actually rents IMS for a private race in Indianapolis. And I was told it's like three or 400 guests. I don't believe they advertise it or anything. But um, this year I made them 34 winner's wreaths. Oh, wow. Which was a big production. That seems like a yeah. seems like a lot. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, it's kind of like their spoof on the Indy 500 wreath. It mm-hmm. has uh, Italian ribbon and red flowers. I don't know. This year they must have gave everyone a wreath. You know, everyone's because a winner. Because <laughs> the year before I took maybe eight down. So that was exciting this summer for me. Oh, that's fun. But they do. They change all the signage all around IMS and completely transform that place into Ferrari. Really? It's pretty neat. That sounds yeah. cool. And there's all these Ferraris sitting around. I don't know if they're for sale or custom orders, but when I get to deliver, I get to see all those cool cars. And yeah. That's pretty neat. <laughs> so what's on your bucket list? My bucket list? What do you want to get done before it's all said and done? There's a big part of me that has a drive to really make Buck Creek and Bloom a really beautiful big building. I have some other dreams of some extra things. I like. I wouldn't mind making like some kind of a rental. Um, what do I want to say? Like an, a smaller events place as well as my flower shop. Okay. So maybe a class reunion could go on mm-hmm. there. You know, of course, all new buildings. Because <laughs> 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 I have old structures. Yes. Oh yeah. I do have three plots right there. I mean, it's my mom's house, myself, and my flower shop. So. If I could see that developed in a really successful business that'll be there for years and years and might have other families that come and are the flower shop family generations after myself, you know, because there are flower shops that have been there a hundred years, you know, you hear about it a lot. So if I could create something like that, that went on and on, I would be really proud of that. It's just kind of a little scary to think about right now because it's hard to find people to work. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean. So it's like I can only do so much. And Steve that works with me, you know, we do a lot. But to grow it bigger is scary because it comes with a lot of consequences there. So it's something I'm I'm thinking about in my head before I get too old. Tell me about Steve a little bit. He's 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 been with you a while, right? Yes. Steve is an incredible designer. Him and I worked together in Indianapolis at McNamara Florist. I think I worked with Steve for 11 years. He lived in Fishers, and he moved to Muncie, or actually Yorktown, Muncie area, to work with me about eight years ago. 
He is not my husband. It's very misunderstood there. <laughs> it's all right. So, you but know, you guys and, get and it and done. It's not a bad thing, but people see him that way, so they don't realize his talents, I think, sometimes. But he is great. I mean, he is a great designer, and he has been such a blessing. Such a blessing. And we've had lots of hard, long nights and stressful times together. We get along great. Well, that's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I and think he you'd have family, to. And family, yes. Yeah. So, and he loves living up here, too, so that's great. So what does success mean to you? Well... I think success, it comes at the end of your life with your family, especially. Like if your children are doing well, if they're happy and content, and you can leave and feel confident with that. So That's big success then. I think so. I've seen it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What about short-term success? What's that mean to you? Short-term success is being able to put your bills on automatic pay <laughs> and not worry about it. That's awesome. That is awesome. Yes. I know. <laughs> And now it's time for the lightning round. Quick questions and quick answers. Number one question, what's your favorite band or artist? Uh, Afghan Wigs. Afghan Wigs, okay. All right. That's a deep cut there. I don't know who they they are, (laughs) but that's all right. (laughs) They're from Cincinnati. Okay, nice. Are you an early bird or a night owl? Early bird. Okay. You don't like working late at night there on those flowers? I do both. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm much better in the morning. Okay. (laughs) What's your favorite book? Well... I don't know. I have some beautiful books of different floral designers and their work, but I have no time for reading for a long time. That's Any right. favorite book growing <laughs> up, like Charlotte's Web or something like that? You know, I used to love to read my kids that I'll Love You Forever book, of course. That was okay, sweet. yeah. But the pamphlet that they give you at the 500, what am I trying to say? Not the brochure, but the... The program? The program, yes. You like that I book I do like year. the program. <laughs> okay, nice. I was in the program this last year. Oh, nice. That's cool. <laughs> have you ever met anyone famous? Yes, I have. Um, back in the day, Metallica, right before they were super famous. Nice. Me and my friend, we hung out with them a few times. and I Yeah, also, not just once, a few times. Yeah. A few times? I did Well, it was, uh, it, yeah. It all was right. like the Justice for All tour and then the Monsters Rock like a couple times. And okay. that's when we had our apartment in Brown Ripple and we walked around town and ate with them. And then, of course, now they're like, you know, super big. Oh, so yeah. it was like on the cuff. Well, you know? nice. Metallica that's, is one of Matt's like most favorite, favorite bands band. in the whole she world. She told me this story. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. So I saw Monsters Rock. I was at that event at uh, the Hoosier Dome. That was my very right. first concert. Oh, I was God. in the eighth grade. For gosh sakes. Well, and here you were hanging yeah, out with special us. special guest. <laughs> <laughs> but we did. We walked down to the IHOP and ate at the restaurant. I'll never forget that. That was so exciting. That's really cool. We had like a little pack of people following us. But Now, which member did you like the most? Uh, James Hatfield and okay. Jason Newstead is who we pretty much. I did meet the others, but that's who was friends with us. Jason had similar music taste. Very cool. Cool. <laughs> I like that. That's pretty neat. And I've met uh, Dave Mustaine. Okay. But not with Metallica. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> What's your guilty pleasure? Oh, chocolate milk. Chocolate milk, huh? Okay. What's your favorite movie? I like Water for Elephants. It's a, a good movie. Mm-hmm. I read that book. It was the book was really good too. Okay, that's my favorite book. <laughs> What's your hidden talent? Oh boy. You can't say flowers because everybody knows yeah, that. Yeah. So something you're good at that some Nobody people might knows. not know. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm good at cooking. I'm also, I love to do anything that's like building or, I don't know. Like power tools? Kind of. Kind of? Okay. I don't know. I like to, I like built like a stone deck out on the 
on the river that I mentioned and just anything like that. I, I love to do tear out or any kind of construction. Work with your hands. Yeah. Okay. I enjoy that. Cool. I do. I'm more of a physical kind of person than a mental. I don't have a lot of patience to read instructions and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm a get her done kind of person. Yeah. Do you sing in the shower? No, I don't. Okay. How about, about the, the car? car? Yeah, probably. Okay. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Trek. Okay. Interesting. Did you grow up with uh, Captain Kirk and all that? Absolutely. What's the most used emoji on your phone? Probably that little uh, smiley face that has the gritting teeth. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. Yeah. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being our guest today. Really appreciate you coming in. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. No problem. Thanks for stopping by the farmhouse. Bye. special guest in the studio this time is Audia and we have some questions for Audia all right Audia number one question what is your favorite color magenta and purple oh now what color is magenta it's like a purplish you know how I know that I used to watch blues clues with Steve the original oh the original Steve you know how salt and pepper yep Mm. no paprika it was just salt and pepper back then I don't know what paprika is because i still play that old game on my nana's computer (laughs) you know how i know what magenta is how do you know rocky horror picture show that's right (laughs) that character's name was her name was magenta she is my i love her she was okay she sounds like this (laughs) stop making fun of her mom i i am her like i channel her for my inner inner my inner magenta person yes i am next question next question what is your favorite animal? A cat and a bird. A cat and a bird? And a bird? Yeah, I know they don't mix together, but I really like them, and I don't want both in the house because then one will eat the other one. Oh. Which one is your favorite cat? Um, Probably Booberry and Reese Cup. But not Harvey Dent, huh? Okay, Harvey Dent's like my fourth one. Fourth, fourth one? favorite? Oh, oh my gosh. The third one's Eminem. Oh. Yes, we have weird names for our cats. Don't ask. Okay. <laughs> now, I thought your favorite animal was a zebra. Okay, that's my fifth one. Okay, thanks. All right. What about birds, though? What kind of bird do you like? I really like the red cardinal bro- birds. Now, there, there, there's a few around our house, aren't there? There's like a family who lives in one of our trees. You might see one of those in our calendar. I don't know if it made the cut this If year. I can catch the blue jays that dart in and out every now and then i will i will definitely have one on a calendar someday those blue jays are tricky they're hard to catch yes (laughs) they're fast (laughs) all right number three what is your favorite food vegetarian mac and cheese bites vegetarian mac and cheese bites so here recently audia has decided to go vegan no and vegetarian or vegetarian no vegan just vegetarian okay so no meat we no just meat. came from a restaurant before we recorded this, and, and that is right. She did not have any meat. It's been about a month now, I think, since you've decided to be vegetarian. It's been like two weeks. Oh, okay. Well, maybe three weeks. Maybe three, three, weeks. three weeks, I think. So going on a month. So yeah. So why did you decide to be vegetarian? Because the rest of your family is not. We eat meat, right? Because I don't want to hurt the animals, and they might go extinct soon. Oh, okay. So no, no chicken, no beef no steak no pork none of that okay but we're not vegan 
Because if we were vegan, we'd have to get rid of like cheese and milk and ice cream and all of that. We still like that. We're, we're, we're yeah, we, we got to get some protein sources in there somehow. My goodness. All right. So, yes, yeah, so now she's been vegetarian. So it's been a uh, journey for us to figure out what to send her to school with for eating and everything. But you really like these vegetarian mac and cheese bites that we found at Target. Target has all of the uh bougie food bougie food yes <laughs> they do <laughs> so all right so you like that well that's good Next. what's your favorite drink my favorite drink is probably a oreo milkshake from mcdonald's oreo milkshake from mcdonald's they even make oreo milkshakes Wait, not milkshake but like a mcflurry yeah mcflurry and probably the coca-cola frozen coke frozen coke Oh, okay. All right. Now, I would venture to... I I say that a McFlurry is not a drink. It is a dessert. But the Oreo milkshake is at Applebee's because it's in that song. Oh, yeah. With the bourbon steak. The date night, whatever. Fancy like. Come on. I don't know. I'm not the <laughs> DJ around here. Do you know Fancy Like? Yeah. Do you know the dance? Yeah. Well, this is a podcast and not a video show, so no one can see you do the this dance. This is not TikTok. No, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, she's doing the dance. <laughs> uh, what else you got going on in your life? Well, people, I have a new friend that is, is in the high school. Oh, you made a new now she rides the bus, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. We do we know her name? No. No. So we're very close friends. <laughs> well, she asked me questions because she sat with me once and then twice. That, that sounds she- like there's a lot of shenanigans happening on, on the bus. Now, are you in the back of the bus now? Yeah. Where the cool kids sit? Yeah. Are you a cool kid? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. How did she become the cool? We were not the cool kids when we were kids, I have to tell you. I wasn't. All I'm saying is be careful. Be careful about those upper classmates. Exactly. I'm not sure I like this being friends with a high school kid. Okay, she's nice. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That, all right. All right. There, I'm, uh, you might have to sit at the front of the bus now. We'll see. No. That's where all the city stuff The city kids sit up there? Oh, okay. All right. All right. They call them slickers. The city slickers? Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> wow. The politics of the bus. Uh, that's no, something that never no, changes. No, the younger kids do, too. Oh, okay. All right. And just think of all those parents missing out because they drive their kids to school. Like, just put them on the bus. I know. I pay money for that bus. Get on the bus. That's one of my tax dollars at work. Get on the bus. Yes, I know. Uh, now, I hear something is coming up very soon for you. My birthday. Your birthday. How old are you going to be? Eight. Oh, my goodness. Eight years old. Uh, now, you just had a recent performance lately. Violent. Yes. You got to perform at Sursa Hall, which was very big and very fancy. No, it's because mom didn't pick me up. <sighs> oh, that's right. She she was supposed to go back I, to the room okay. after your performance. All the kids went back to the room, and then they waited there for their parents to come get them and then bring them back. But the concert just kept going on, so we were like, we're not I did it. not. I I didn't. They'll bring her out. When I she's must ready. not have read the memo properly, which is fine. But I was like, there was an intermission, so my plan was I'm going to just I'm going to sit here and enjoy the concert, and then at intermission I will go get you from from the concert and bring you back from backstage. But then uh, I see somebody brought you out to your dad and then dad brought you to me and it was like a whole thing and then Audie is like mom you didn't come get me and I was like I didn't know I was supposed to I'm sorry so I was one of those parents I was the last kid in that room (laughs) oh no no one wants to be the last kid do they 
I'm it sorry. It was the best. I could dance oh. all day. Oh, well, then you shouldn't act like you were mad at me then. Well, they took me out of the room. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry. I did not. I'll have to pay attention next time. But you did a great job. I was very proud of you. We had a little bit of nerves before we got on stage, like everybody always has, but you did excellent. And the Youth Symphony Orchestra did a fabulous job running a performance and all of that. I mean, they they were top-notch, did a great job, and you did great. So Thanksgiving is coming up, and we just talked about you being a vegetarian. So what are you going to do when the turkey comes out? Are you not going to eat turkey? I'm just not going to eat the turkey. I may eat the insides, though. The insides? insides? What do you mean? Like the stuffing? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so eat the stuffing. Okay. We can eat the mashed potatoes mm. and the noodles mm. and the pumpkin pie. That's your favorite. Give me pumpkin pie. Audio. Nana makes one killer pumpkin pie, does she not? Yes, and my Uncle Mark's birthday is on the same, not the same day, but close, so we're having it all on Thanksgiving. So we're having Thanksgiving slash Uncle Mark and Audia birthday. I hope I don't get the presents mixed up. I know. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) No? (laughs) Now, instead of birthday cake, what is your birthday dessert going to be? It's going to be like... A bear, and it's going to be like a shaped like a bear for a birthday cake with red velvet cake, so it looks like blood. (laughs) (laughs) So you can cut into it, and it's going to be red on the inside, just like a bear would be. And then, what about the fur on the outside? It's going to be brown, and then there's going to be like a little hole, so it looks and like a little. You're gonna, I'm gonna put like little flies on a stick. Around the whole <laughs> Flies on the <laughs> stick? Oh my gosh! <laughs> no fake cake flies, like normal little cake spots. Now, like who crumbs. do you think is making this cake? Nana. I don't think Nana is making a bear cake with blood on the inside and flies hanging out. And a stick. <laughs> and a stick getting stabbed. No. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, the stick for the, the little crumb of the cake to stick on from the bear so it looks like the bear is dead with a hole in its back. You people... I I always call Audia our creepy kid. I think you now know why. <laughs> I'm not sure we can air this on a podcast because it sounds terrible. So what do you want for your birthday? A Nintendo Switch oh. with all the games in it. All like, games? What kind of games? Well, not all the games like Animal Crossing and Ooh, Mario yeah. Karts and more Mario and Tetris. Thus so, Mom. A Nintendo Switch. Those are pricey. No, that seems more like a Santa present for like your for Christmas. Not That's her birthday. Oh, it's my eighth birthday, pretty please. <laughs> we'll see. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Gone Boss. Be sure to check us out at goneboss.com or hashtag goneboss. We're on Instagram at goneboss2k or find us on Facebook just by searching Gone Boss. If you have a comment about the show or something you want to share with us, call or text 765-233-2640. That's 765-233-2640. We might just use it on the show. If you like what you heard today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you find your podcast. Today's episode was brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Check them out at SchaeferLeadership.com. Have a great rest of your day, and don't forget to tune in next week and find out who has gone, gone boss. boss.